Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another Mike Tomlin recap. This is probably the first in-depth recap that Mike Tomlin has given this season based on the fact that prior to the week one game, uh, which we I was right here with you again with the Mike Tomlin recap, he really didn't know what to talk about. The Giants were very much a mystery with a new head coach, new coordinators, no preseason and now it's a little different. Week one is in the books. The Steelers win on Monday Night Football 26-16. to 16. If you want any of the breakdown from that game, just go back. You can check out the Steelers postgame show with myself, Brian Anthony Davis, and Dave Schofield. You can check out Michael Beck's Live Mike, which aired today. Uh, this is Tuesday at noon, talking about his thoughts on the game. So we have you covered every which way. But because it was a Monday Night game, that meant that it's a short week for the Steelers. Tuesday, and you know the funny thing is, is that their opponent in week two is also dealing with a short week, and they're going to have to travel, and that would be none other than the Denver Broncos, who lost to the Tennessee Titans in week one in the late game on Monday Night Football. But first, let's talk about Mike Tomlin's comments, Mike Tomlin, what he thought of the game, what he thinks of the Broncos coming in, and what he really is looking forward to coming up in week two. And one of the big things is, is that news broke Tuesday from Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network that Zach Banner reportedly tore his ACL and is done for the year. Now, Mike Tomlin, we're going to talk about injuries right off the bat. Mike Tomlin said that they're still waiting on some scans to come back, but as of right now, all he's saying is that Zach Banner is out for this week. News also broke on Wednesday stating that the Steelers are going to be signing Gerald Hawkins. You might remember that name. They drafted him in the fourth round out of LSU. They traded him to Tampa Bay last, last year. He didn't stick with Tampa Bay, was on the Houston Texans practice squad. They're going to bring him in. That tells me that not only do they want someone that knows the system, but also they want someone with experience in the system. And lastly, they want someone because they're going to need a tackle with Chooksukora for staying at right tackle. I don't think they're going to move Matt Filer. We'll get to that in a second. Other than Banner likely being out and scans still being need to be done, Mike Tomlin was actually rather optimistic, which is rare for him. Uh, when it comes to James Conner, who had an ankle injury, and Stefan Wisniewski, who had a pectoral injury. Stefan Wisniewski and Conner, Mike Tomlin gave a quote and said he thought that they had a favorable outlook heading into week two. So James Conner, according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, avoided the nasty high ankle sprain. He should be available. Whether he starts, that's up for debate, considering how Benny Snell Jr. played on Monday Night Football. But he should be available. Wisniewski, this is the injury that they're hoping, fingers crossed, that everything goes okay, that he's able to play. If not, the question then becomes, is David DeCastro going to return? Because I feel like with all this news, you know, with Banner being out, with Wisniewski leaving, with uh, Connor being labeled as out eventually with his ankle, we kind of forgot about the fact that David DeCastro was a player that everyone was wondering, would he potentially play leading into week one? Well, Tomlin said that he's not, he doesn't really want to comment on his outlook, but he does think that he's hopeful. I should say hopeful was the word that he used that DeCastro will be able to work on Wednesday, which is the first reported practice for the Pittsburgh Steelers leading into week two. And I will be back tomorrow, Wednesday with a injury report uh, podcast like I have been doing. So keep that in mind, keep that on your calendar. So that's some injury updates. There were no new injuries, no injuries that popped up after the game that's really it. Wisniewski, Connor, DeCastro, and Banner. Uh, that's a lot of injuries along the offensive line, so we'll see how things pan out here in the coming hours and days. 
Going back to Monday Night Football, Mike Tomlin spoke about the offense. He thought that at the beginning of the game that the offense lacked fluidity, and they really he he pegged it to they weren't sure what to expect with the Giants' defense, and they threw some wrinkles at him that caught them, as he said, flat-footed. I, I would agree with that. You think about it, there was no preseason action. They had nothing to glean from from last year. For instance, uh, the Giants were able to look at 2018 with Roethlisberger and Randy Feetner calling the plays. They could look at 2019, even though Roethlisberger didn't play much, but they had an idea as what the Steelers wanted to do on offense and with certain personnel packages. The Steelers didn't have any of that. So I can understand why that would happen. But he said that once they finally got into a rhythm, they started to demonstrate the cohesion he expected. He, he was very pleased with where they were, considering there was no preseason and under the certain these certain circumstances. On defense, Tomlin did mention that he was upset with the big plays that were surrendered. Also, key penalties uh, at, at crucial moments, especially you know the Joe Hayden pass interference call, which eh, that was kind of ticky tacky to me, but nonetheless he did. It was called. Period. So they're, they're not going to complain about that. He also said he wasn't very happy with the third down defense. Uh, the Giants finished third downs eight for fifteen. He said that's not their caliber of defense, but at the same time he did quote how well they played on first and second downs, which also helped out the cause on third down. He did say that they did a good job. He felt stopping the run. Saquon Barkley had six yards rushing on 15 carries. I'd say they did a good job. And then lastly, he went over and touched on special teams. And special teams, he talked about the muff punt by Deontay Johnson. He talked about kicking the kickoff that went out of bounds by Chris Boswell. There is still a lot of room for improvement in all three phases of this football team, and that's something that Tomlin talked about. He re-emphasized throughout the press conference. They're no way, shape, or form a finished product. I don't think anyone expected them to be a finished product coming out of week one, but nonetheless, the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, they're 1-0, period. They are 1-0. And so then he turned his attention to the upcoming opponent. Week two, the Denver Broncos come to Heinz Field. They are 0-1. It's a 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time kickoff. So make sure you set your DVRs or whatever device you use to watch the game. Don't miss it because it'll be on TV. It won't be on national television. Hopefully you'll get it. He talked about how the Von Miller will not be playing, and he labeled that as significant. I'd say so. He's probably one of the best pass rushers in the league. But he also went on to say that Bradley Chubb's return, he missed most of 2019 with an ACL tear. The, he, he compared Bradley Chubb to Bud Dupree in terms of how he can just wreak havoc on the edge. We know how Dupree played in on Monday night. Uh, I think Tomlin labeled Dupree as a dangerous player because he can really wreck a lot of schemes. And so if Bradley Chubb is that player, even though I, the, the reports out of Denver is that they are going to be putting him on kind of a, a snap count, they don't want him playing the entire game, but without Von Miller and already 0-1, they might change their plans. And that's something the Steelers are going to have to really be cognizant of because he can definitely do some damage. On offense, he talked about Drew Locke. He cited his mobility, accuracy, arm strength. He said they have quality weapons on the offensive side of the ball, like Noah Fan and, and Judy, the rookie wide receiver. Melvin Gordon is with the Denver Broncos still. Phillip Lindsay is a running back that caused the Steelers some issues the last time they played. This was a mile high. He's dealing with a toe injury, and they're not sure about what he's going to be able to do. A.J. Boye, the cornerback, he suffered a separated shoulder and a torn labrum, so we're not sure if he's going to play. There's a full article on the complete injury breakdown. You think the Steelers' injuries are bad. 
Look at the Denver Broncos injury report. That is on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Check that out. Lastly, though, Tomlin said it's just going to be good to be back at Heinz Field. They've spent a lot of time there with training camp. They spent a lot of time there, and he is just excited to be back home, players to be home. They're going to spend two straight weeks in, in, in home. They have the Denver Broncos at Heinz Field this week, and then the Houston Texans at Heinz Field in week three. So they have a little, a little bit of a reprieve from travel. So now it's going to be a, a time to get this players back and into the rhythm. But he went on to talk about some more stuff other than injuries and other than the game on Monday night and the upcoming game this Sunday. He talked about Benny Snell and how he, you know, someone asked about James Conner. He said, look, Benny Snell is capable. And Connor's struggles, meaning his struggles early and then the subsequent injury, opened the door for Snell to just prove what the Steelers organization has known all along and that he is very, very capable. He said that these injuries allow others people to step up, and he cited Benny Snell as an example. He also said that the Connor struggles early in the game were a lot of that unknown factor, not knowing what the Giants were going to do. They were just kind of running some schemes to see what was going to work and what wasn't. Unfortunately, it was Connor in there that was had nowhere to go. It just seemed like every play was DOA. And so ultimately, though, he said Snell proved he was capable. I think he's very comfortable with Benny Snell being the main workload, uh, you know, in that in that regard. They asked about empty stadiums. What's it like playing in empty stadium? He said, it is what it is. He said that, you know, for every advantage that you get for being able to communicate, there's a disadvantage for the defense being able to hear everything. So he said that it is what it is. It's a universal thing. Um, It's really not that universal. Last week, there were only two stadiums, I believe, Jacksonville and Kansas City that had fans. I want to say that there's going to be four stadiums in week two that are going to have fans. It's not really universal. And so the NFL, I'm surprised they've let these local jurisdictions dictate some of this stuff, but um, we'll see. There's no fans going to be at Heinz Field this Sunday, not in the month of September, at least. Uh, They were asked, he was asked about Juju Smith-Schuster and what he thought about his big play. And he had six catches for 69 yards and six targets for two touchdowns. He said, look, we expect this from him. Everyone that was around saw what he did his first two seasons. He had a down year last year. We expect this from Juju Smith-Schuster. This is what we think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be producing every single time he steps on the field. He was asked about conditioning. You know, first week done, what's your conditioning like, Coach? He was very happy. He said he did see some fatigue on the team, especially with that long drive that resulted in the Cam Hayward interception. But he said ultimately that he thought the coaching staff did a great job subbing players in and out. Uh, getting fresh bodies out there. You saw double-digit snap counts for players like Alex Highsmith and Ola Denier just giving guys a break. That's what they're supposed to do. And then lastly, he was asked about Matt Filer. Could Matt Filer possibly go to right tackle with Zach Banner being hurt and then you know having to move someone else to guard? And he said, you know, right now he was very happy with Filer at guard. He knows that Filer is tackle capable. But I think that Matt, right now Mike Tomlin is trying to reduce the amount of movement along the line. So he's going to want to try to give at least Chooks a core for whom he said he is extremely confident in every opportunity to go out and to prove that he is capable. He called him a starter-capable right tackle. So in that regard, you're looking at this and you're saying, well, in this case, 
It's it, it, it's Chooks core for a right tackle. You're leaving Matt Filer where he is, and you hope that Wisniewski and or DeCastro are able to come back, and you don't have to start Dotson at right guard because you would hate to have a rookie and an unproven starter and the right side of your line with Bradley Chubb coming into into town in uh, week two. So there's a lot to unfold. You can check out Mike Tomlin's full press conference. Uh, on the Steelers social media page, as well as on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We have full breakdowns of the entire injury list. We've got film room. We've got commentary. We've got winners and losers, the Steelers report card. If you haven't started to digest some of the stuff that we are producing, not just on the podcast platform, but on the website, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, you're really missing out. Go there, check it out. So, uh, you know, Follow along because it's really a great website. We really take pride in it. And we really take pride in our podcast platform as well if you haven't figured that out yet. So make sure that you subscribe to our podcast platform wherever you're listening, whether it's Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, um, Stitcher, Anchor, you name it. You don't want to miss anything. We already had the post-game show on this morning. We had uh, the live mic at 12. This is going to run around 3 p.m. We're going to have the Steelers hangover at 7 p.m. You are going to be inundated with Steelers talking when they win. That is a great thing. There's nothing I love more than to just take in as many articles, as many breakdowns, as many podcasts as I can anytime the Steelers win, and they were victorious 26 to 16 on Monday Night Football. I hope that you're enjoying all the content. I hope that you're enjoying this Victory Tuesday because it's a short turnaround and the Steelers are going to have a tough opponent coming up in week two. In the meantime, make sure you make BehindTheSteelCurtain.com your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Make sure to give us a five-star comment and a five-star rating and a good comment on iTunes if you listen that way. And remember, I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We'll see you tomorrow for a Pittsburgh Steelers injury report. In the meantime, stay safe, be kind, God bless.